Hello, friends, and welcome back. I am very excited. I'm getting ready to go on a few months of travels, of change. And like I mentioned in the last episode, I'm going to be kind of closing up, so to speak, with I'm going to do two more episodes today, the one I'm recording right now, and then I'm going to do one more. I know what they're going to be. I already know. And then I'm going to take a little hiatus break, which I've never done before in like eight years of podcasting, which is crazy. I, in the past, whenever I was going away, I would just pre-record everything. But now that my flow is just so much more what's happening in the current moment, I don't like to really record far in advance. It's just doesn't, I just don't want to. So anyway, like all things... I have seasons, (laughs) nature has seasons, and I think that it's really valuable for those of us who are entrepreneurs to start to implement that into our businesses to set an example of a different way of doing things where we're not always working with the same output all year long. It's just not realistic and it doesn't even make sense. And I feel like a big issue is a lot of people don't even have space to integrate especially when you do the kind of work that I do, it's really important to give people space to integrate. So I naturally kind of do that just through the topics I dive into and what I channel about. I try and even it out with lighter things and then maybe more intense things. But anyway, I'm going to take a couple weeks off while I'm traveling. And yeah, I'm I'm traveling quite a bit. I have a few weddings to attend. I'm also going to be moving. So there's just a lot going on and I'm really excited to dive into it. In the meantime, you have plenty of my content to binge. I'm sure that you haven't kept up with every episode I've put out. And there is also a ton of content in the membership. As I shared last episode, we did upgrade the membership a bit, which I'm super excited about. We now have an even lower price tier. It's only $11 a month. And so that gives you access to the monthly energy updates. There's one for every single Zodiac sign. There's also a monthly astrology update and the daily Oracle, which are daily channeled messages sent straight to your inbox, which are great to use as journal prompts, reflection prompts, great way to like start your morning or end your day. I know that you guys have been loving those. So we have that new tier plus the original other two tiers that include the entire library of meditations, activations, workshops, spiritual trainings on intuition and manifestation and brain rewiring and human design and all the fun stuff, plus the live call tier. So there's so much content to dive into. I encourage you to lean into that. I'm still going to be showing up in all of my containers. I'm still going to be in the membership. So if you want to see me and talk to me, you know, (laughs) there we go. And um, if you're in the mastermind, then obviously I'll be there in any other uh, private work I'm doing. I'm I'm still there. I'm just taking some time off the podcast for a couple weeks. So I'll come back when I come back, (laughs) probably end of the month or early September. Anyway, I'm also just not going to probably post on social much, except I'll be traveling. So I'll share some of that. Anywho, that's the little update. I also want to remind you, in addition to the membership, the website is christinathechannel.com slash membership. So you can check it all out there. It will be in the description slash show notes. If you have not already, 
signed up for Lionsgate event. I am hosting a live channeling Lionsgate event, which I am super excited about. So on 8-8, we'll do a live channeling and energy work. You can check that out. I'll put the link in the description. And then the last thing, the a great way to see me soon if you want to, is the retreat in September in Florida. I'm super excited about it. It's five days, four nights. We are going to... Well, it's Harry Potter themed, which is going to be the best. We're doing all Hogwarts themed food and we're going it, to, everything's Harry Potter themed. It's going to be so fun. We'll watch the movies and we'll just chill. You know, there's a lot of time and space just to relax, but we will be doing trainings on intuition and energy work. I really want everyone there to really experience that magic in their own lives. So we're going to do a lot of fun, like workshopping on really tapping into your intuition uh, and working with energy. Uh, because that's a very real thing. There's going to be plenty of space to chat with me one-on-one in a group settings. Um, every retreat I offer is always different and they are amazing, like intimate settings to just really get to know other like-minded people to spend time with me. We do, I mean, it's all spiritual, personal development work, but this one I wanted to make a little bit longer than my other retreats just to have some more time to relax and integrate and, What's great about this is you can just fully receive, show up and receive. My team and I are just going to be there to support you. You don't have to worry about food. You don't have to worry about accommodations. You can just rest, relax, receive. So I'll put the link for that in the description below. Um, I'm so excited about it. It's going to be so much amazing inner child healing and like just inner child fun, which I'm pumped about. And I just love making an immersive experience. So, and you'll obviously get some goodies. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, if you need a payment plan, just email my team at info at christinathechannel.com and we can set something up for you. And I know a couple of people are going to either come a day late or leave a day early. So if you really want to come, but you can't make the entire experience, you can just do like three days, just reach out to us and, uh, we'll chat with you and see, you know, how we can, how we can make it work. So there we go. Those are my reminders. I feel like everyone talks about how sleep is the most important thing to prioritize, but so many people don't take that seriously. And I'll be honest, for a lot of my life, I didn't take it seriously either. And I think recently I've had an even bigger appreciation for how important my sleep has been just because I've been traveling a lot and things have been happening in my house. And I've had a lot of things disrupting my sleep and getting off schedule it has completely thrown me off for the rest of the day. 70 million Americans have chronic sleep issues and over half of Americans deal with sleep deprivation. We are not functioning at our highest capacity when we are sleep deprived. So one of the things that has seriously been saving me and keeping me grounded has been Ned's new product, Shut Eye Chai. You guys know I have been using Ned products for years. I use all of them. They have the best full spectrum hemp oil, on the market, super clean. Their magnesium products are my go-to. They're so incredible. It is really hard to find high quality magnesium. And Shut Eye Chai is literally the best of all worlds because it's a super blend latte for sleep. Okay, we know I'm obsessed with lattes. It has adaptogens, aminos, functional mushrooms, and magnesium. Seriously, the best ingredients out there wrapped in a heavenly masala chai inspired spiced body cinnamon, clove, ginger, all that good stuff. 
It doesn't just set you up for an amazing sleep. It also contains ingredients like chaga, reishi, and ashwagandha, which are so nourishing for the body. Great for balancing out cortisol. And this is amazing for helping to calm your nervous system, nourish your senses, and just send you peacefully off to dreamland. Shut Eye Chai does not contain CBD, caffeine, melatonin, or dairy. It's all natural. It's crafted from the highest grade single origin ingredients, ethically sourced from some of the world's best small-scale farms. Net is fully transparent. That's one of the things I love the most about them. They share their third-party lab reports, who farms their products, and their extraction process right on their website. Ned's Shed Eye Chai has been really a huge part of my nighttime ritual. Things have been really crazy in my life recently, and it's been the thing that's grounded me in. And so I like to use this time to make my evening latte, which you know, is my life. I love my lattes. I put it in a quartz mug. We're just raising our frequency. And I use this time to fully ground into my body, feel my feet on the floor, set an intention for my sleep. You can ask a question that you want to be answered in your dreams. Just mindfully sip and just like bring myself down, ground in, visualize tree roots coming up from my feet all the way around my waist, grounding me into mother earth. And it's seriously a night and day difference for my sleep and for my nervous system. All of Ned's products, like the Shut Eye Chai and the Full Spectrum Hemp Oil, like these are such a big part of me being able to do what I do, to create all of this content for you, to run multiple companies, to have just launched a product line, to be writing books. I have to really stay on top of my health and there's a lot of stuff going on that can make my nervous system get dysregulated. So these products really allow me to really show up for everybody in my life and myself and are really the game changer when it comes to my sleep. So if you want to discover how Shut Eye Chai can revolutionize your sleep and get 15% off, use the code Christina. Go to helloned.com slash Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, or enter code Christina at checkout. That's helloned.com, H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash Christina to get 15% off. Sweet dreams. Speaking of inner child work and healing, that is the day that is the topic of today's episode. I when I was thinking about, oh, I'm gonna do two episodes and then kind of, you know, step back for a couple of weeks. What were the last two episodes I wanted you all to noodle on? Give you some, give you some homework, you know? And there are two topics that immediately, these two. Guys are like these two. This is what everybody needs to be thinking about. So the first one we're going to talk about today is inner child healing, inner child work. And somebody had actually sent in a question recently about this. So I'll just sort of anchor into this. And just FYI, if you have a question for the show, a topic, just go to christinathechannel.com slash pod, P-O-D, and you can submit it there. That is the easiest way for my team and I to keep everything organized. So I really appreciate it if you just send it straight there. Okay, so this is the question. How can you start to do inner child work when your childhood felt really shitty? Like when I think of childhood, I don't think of good or joy, playful spirit, etc. I think about struggle and sadness and hard. Would love your advice. Great question. I think a lot of people have have this question and I think there are a lot of misunderstandings about inner child healing, inner child work. I, you know, I was thinking about it this morning. I don't love those terms. I don't love those terms. I even feel like, unfortunately, a lot of people have a really distorted relationship with the term healing, which is kind of a whole other rabbit hole. But I feel like a lot of people have associated healing with work. Like it's hard and it's this whole ordeal. And when for me, 
when I tune into like, think about healing, just like, let's take away all the associations we've created on the, on the human level. And just think about the word healing. Like to me, that should feel nourishing and loving. Like this is healing. It's like, you know, when you, when you're standing outside, maybe you're in this forest, you're just in this beautiful part of nature and you can hear the birds and you can smell the pine trees. And you're like, I just feel healing here right? It feels soft. It feels nice. And so I want to point that out because it's really important that we start to look at our relationships with some of these terms for the reason of that if there's something that gets to be healed within us, I feel a lot of people resist that healing because we've associated healing with like this big ordeal and all this work and it's going to be really hard. And that's not really what the healing should be. And I feel that a lot of people aren't healing because their healing practices, quote unquote, don't feel healing in that nourishing, loving sense. You know, it goes back to we can't hate our bodies into healing. You know, so I would really invite you to like feel into the energy of that word. And when you're tuning into what's going to be helpful for you with your healing, that's an individual thing of if I can tune into that frequency and I can, you know, maybe try on certain things. I'm like, does this feel like healing to me? Right? It's like, sitting on my couch, watching a movie, laughing with my friends, that just feels healing. It feels nourishing, right? So I just want to start there because I think inner child healing, a lot of people just associate with like all of the trauma work. You know, I think those have kind of gotten used interchangeably and while that's part of it, it's not all of it. And even the word work, you know, I was thinking about that too. Like I, and I'm really still thinking about this. Maybe you have an idea you can put it in the comments if you're watching on YouTube. I'm like, is there another word I would rather use other than healing or work for like inner child healing, inner child work? And I, I could say inner child play, inner child expansion, inner child connection. And maybe inner child connection is really what gets to it, but but at the same time, I don't want to not use those terms because then I'm just playing into the problem of people having their own negative associations with terms that don't need to have a negative association. And that is where we really step into our power when we stop having negative associations with all of these words because everything's gotten distorted. And I could go off on a whole other tangent, but this is a huge problem. This is a huge problem in our society, but whatever. Anyway, <laughs> so I still can resonate with inner child work, inner child healing, because I don't have a negative association with that. And I also don't have a, ne- a negative association with the term work, but that's me, you know, so you do you. But my point with all of us is, and, you know, use whatever terms you like, I, you know, it's your life. But going back to this question, how can you start to do inner child work when your childhood felt really shitty? So Think of inner child healing. I think of inner child healing as this like big umbrella. And there are lots of different aspects to that. So one aspect of inner child healing that is really helpful is going back perhaps into our childhood and doing some of that trauma healing. I really recommend working with a professional on this. Doing some of that trauma healing, uh, reperceiving certain situations. There's a lot we can heal and, and expand into when we go back into our childhood and even think about what memories are 
popping up the most. What what have we really latched onto as kids? And you know, for a lot of people, there's a lot that's been repressed, or there's a lot that has been remembered maybe differently than other people have remembered, which is true for a lot of things, right? And there are also many people who will tell me that they don't really have any childhood memories that kind of black they'll say like I've totally blacked that until I'm like 10 or 11 or 12 so you know wherever you're at with that is where you're at with that then that's fine right and there's a lot that you can do to work with your inner child that doesn't require you to even remember you know and I um once again there are lots of professionals I'm not a licensed health professional uh so there are lots of people who who can do this work I don't personally believe in like digging into repressed memories um and I mean I've studied a lot of psychology I mean I studied psychology in in at UCLA um you know and then kind of got into all of the shadow work and inner child healing and all of my training as an energy healer and as an intuitive um and then also as a coach so I've kind of gone through it all in that perspective so my perspective is I just don't really believe in digging into repressed memories because sometimes those are repressed, you know, well, they're repressed because we're trying to protect ourselves. And I just believe that if things are supposed to come up, they come up. And I take that same approach like in my client sessions. So when people are like digging for past life memories, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm more on the side of if there's a past life you're supposed to know about, it's just going to reveal itself. I, I don't love to just like dig for things. I just really believe things rise when they rise. And that's just me. But, um, and there, there's many nuances to that. So I'm not saying like getting past life regressions, I think is a bad idea at all. I, I think that's great. Um, but I think there's a call anyway, anyway, <laughs> so we can go back and look at our childhoods and any memories we might have. And, you know, start to rework those situations, reperceive those situations, reprocess those situations in a safe container, right? And uh, that can be very, very healing. You know, there, I, and I'll just speak from my own experience here. There is about three years of my life where, and, and I still am doing this, but there's about three years of my life where I was really purely focused on that work. Like it was all about healing my trauma from childhood and inner inner child work. And so it was all about going into my memories. I worked with um, a psychologist, a psychiatrist, multiple different energy healers to, to move through this. And there was just a lot that I was digging up and it was, it was really powerful and really healing. And I had realized that, you know, I had, I had experiences that I experienced in a certain way when I was a kid and then I and I hold held on to those and then I never wanted to look at them again and then as an adult I could look back at them and see them differently and in re-looking at them from a new perspective I was able to heal that you know and we can do a lot of healing right now you can you can go back and and I could look at this from a psychological a psychological perspective or just like a timeline energy healer perspective psychic perspective, I guess, Akashic Records perspective, where I can go into a timeline from when I was a child and go back into that and do healing work to heal that version of myself and and heal it right here and now. And then that version of me is healed because, you know, time is not actually a thing. It's just a construct. So there's, there's that angle of it too. And I do have a meditation that's an inner child healing meditation that I recommend like, you know, looking into. It's in the, it's in the membership. 
it's in Ascension School, the membership, so you can check that out um, in the expansion portal in the meditation section. So there's that inner child's healing meditation, which is really like kind of my go-to baseline, how I really started to work with my inner child a lot as when I was ready to do this work as an adult you know, talking to different versions of yourself, um, seeing what they need, seeing what they wanted, how do they feel, going back in, into kind of reprocessing different situations. Um, that is one aspect of it. But the aspect of it that I really want to talk about today that I think is like honestly more important. And once again, not everybody even has those memories. And for people who do, I feel like there's this balance once again of like if you're always going into this really hard, difficult stuff, like I just feel like we, we need time to integrate and rebalance and um, kind of be gentle with our psyche, <laughs> with our bodies. And the the point that the, the area that I actually think is really helpful that everybody should be stepping into, and, and this is a huge energy now more than ever before. And I'll say it's been one of the things that when I check in and like updating my mission and, you know, what are the guides have to say, where's my higher self at? What part of the contract am I in? The inner child's connection piece is a huge part of my mission and journey. And I noticed this obviously in the people around me, but I think that so many adults, I think that so many adults just don't even realize how serious they've gotten and how much they don't know how to play anymore and how much that disconnects them from their higher selves. You know, and when I, when I think about my intuitive gifts and my gifts as a healer, it all goes back to my own self quote work. But what that really has included is it's my inner child connection and people who are very connected with their inner child are also very connected with their higher self. Um, And these are the most intuitive people. These are the people that can work with energy really easily, can move energy really easily. These are the really powerful energy healers, energy workers, uh, because you still have that connection fully online. And when we think about the frequency that you need to be at to to really play with those realms, it is that frequency of joy and play. And think about, you know, when you're a kid, whether or not you remember, I'm sure you could see this in, in other kids and I'm sure many of you do remember as I do, like, you know, when you're a kid, you are so open when you're, when you're playing you in that energy of play all the time, your gifts, your psychic gifts are just naturally on and they're, and they're going, you know? Uh, and then what happens is we get older and we get more serious and we really disconnect from that frequency of play and we really stop nourishing ourselves. And when I think about the energy of play, it's really about self-nourishment. And I ask adults all the time, you know, like, what do you like to do for fun? How do you like to play? Um, What do you like to do? What's nourishing? And a lot of people just look at me with this blank stare. Like, I don't know. And what it's turned into is a to-do list. Like people will just regurgitate what they think they should say. They're like, I like bubble baths and journaling and nature and walks. And there's nothing wrong with any of those things. I love those things, but we can do better. Like we can do better. And that's the thing is everybody is just giving me this like templated list of things like to do, nourish themselves and self-soothe. And I'm like, yo, what does your inner child want? And so the the big point I want to make in this episode to answer this question, coming back to the question, how can you start to do inner child work when your childhood felt really shitty? I When I think of childhood, I don't think of good 
joy, playful spirit. I think about struggle and sadness and hard. That's exactly why you need to do this inner child work (laughs) because your inner child, your child, your childhood self, and maybe that's more helpful. I want you to think about your childhood self as something a little different than your inner child. Let's make those different. Your childhood self might not have had the joyful, relaxed, playful experience that maybe now as an adult, you're thinking, I wish I had. And maybe as a child, you also felt like, I wish I was having this experience. I'm really sad. And that is exactly why it's so important to do this because now, even though you're older, especially as you're older, you get to have that experience. You get to nourish your inner child and live from your inner child, which heals the childhood version of yourself. So it's it's not about like going back and just randomly spending spending time in your memories as a kid. I think a lot of people have shitty memories as a kid, you know, unfortunately. And so that's where now, yes, we can do that healing work of, of exploring those memories and reprocessing and, and then trauma healing. But the the bigger area that I really encourage everybody to step into, especially this month, is I want you to think about, are you connected to play? Like right now, you as an adult, no, or no matter how old you are or young you are, there is an inner child, there's a divine child within you. And so what do you do for that part of yourself? Every single day. And a lot of people don't give themselves that nutrient. And I think about the different aspects of myself and how am I nourishing that, ver- that part of myself? And you can think about different, like different nutrients that we need to give ourselves to stay healthy. And play is one of these. Our inner child needs to be fed, right? And so, you know, we can start with what did you like to do as a kid, which is the common question. And that's a helpful place to start. But I also know that a lot of people don't even know. And I also know that there are a lot of people who had the experience where they didn't really even play as a kid. And that's all fine, right? That's the point of this is, okay, so maybe you didn't really play as a kid or maybe you have no idea how you like to play or that's just not even, that wasn't even it. Great. I mean, not great, but you know what I mean? That's what it was. And we hold that part of ourselves. We love that part of ourselves. We honor that part of ourselves and we validate that part of ourselves and we ask ourselves, okay, now... I know I didn't get to have that then, but I'm choosing to give myself the gift of play now. And so inner child within me right now, that aspect of me, that child, that inner child, that divine child, that part of me that loves to play and likes to learn and is curious and doesn't give a shit what other people think and wants to be wild and bold and out there and wants to be creative and is connected with spirit. What does that part of me want right now? And the thing is that the things that nourish your inner child now as an adult might be different than the things that nourished your inner child when you were a kid. So there might be, and there probably are a lot of things that you loved to do when you were a kid that, you know, maybe you wouldn't really scratch that itch nowadays. So for example, one of my favorite things that I loved to do as a kid was play with Barbies. I was a huge Barbie person. Surprise, surprise. We had too many Barbies, too many Barbies. (laughs) 
<laughs> I was my favorite thing. My sister and I spent like all, all of our time in the Barbie room. Loved dolls, loved American Dirt Girl dolls, loved all that. For me as an adult now, playing with Barbies, like just honestly wouldn't really do it for me. Um, I totally could, but I, it just wouldn't really do it for me. But what my inner child now likes to do, and I think about it like this creative aspect of me, I like to get messy. I like to do things with paint, with art. Um, I like to do things with makeup. Uh, that was always a huge thing for me too. I like to get messy in the kitchen. I like to bake things. I like to like, just be in that energy of play, being playful, you know, kind of like screwing around a little bit. And one of my favorite things to do is go to Target and I'll go with a friend and we're just like, let's just find games, you know? So playing board games is another one, but not just like people are like playing like Scrabble or like Cards Against Humanity. I'm like, no, play like Candyland, you know? Um, and also a big part of your inner child is like doing stupid shit. Like, and this is the thing. I think that a lot of people maybe, I guess I don't always realize this because I just don't realize it. But if you know me in, per in real life, like I'm not a serious person. I am really playful. I have a big sense of humor. I, everyone always tell, like I act like a kid. I just act like a kid with everything and get really excited about things. I like to run around, like screw around a little bit. I like to do like stupid shit, you know? And so it's like, I love to play with silly string. I think it's, I think it's the best thing ever. Um, I just love to like, you know, get, get messy, run around, chase each other. Uh, you know, it's like all of that. It's like getting in the mud, getting in the dirt, like that kind of like just play. Do you know how to just play? And a lot of people don't play. And this is really important in relationships. Um, I think everyone's just so serious, you know? And yeah, it could be like, we could go back to um, things like, things like for me, something that reminds me of childhood that I didn't even really do in childhood, <laughs> but it nourishes my inner child is like, either like getting in bed or getting in the couch and like cozying up and having a fire and like eating cereal or pancakes and like watching cartoons, you know, like watching a Disney movie, stuff like that. So it doesn't have to be stuff that you did when you were a kid, but it, maybe it is, or maybe it's inspired by that. And, but what's the, what's the thing now where you're just like, I just feel comfy. I feel cozy. I feel taken care of. I feel like I can run around and play. I mean, most adults, like even think about our, our exercise routines. Kids run around and play things. P kids get, get creative. As adults, we're like lifting weights like robots. And there's nothing wrong with any of this. I'm just saying everything has become such a mental process. The frequency of play has just gotten removed from, I feel like everything everyone does. And that's why people are having so many problems. This is why people are not manifesting. If you are not connected with your inner child, you're going to really struggle with manifestation. You're going to struggle with your intuition. You're going to struggle moving energy. Like th this is key. This is key. If you are really interested in expanding time, one of the things you need to look at is productivity, focus, concentration, brain health, and that is why I love Organifi Pure. I definitely drink a lot more pure in the summer months because it tastes like lemonade, but it's healthy. It doesn't have all of that extra sugar, but this is amazing for supporting learning, memory, focus, and clarity. It gives my brain that extra boost without extra caffeine from another cup of coffee. I am obsessed with all things natural brain boosting, plus pure tastes amazing. So it is a go-to for me. I like to have this 
usually like late morning or early afternoon when I need just a little mental boost, you know, especially with looking at screens all day on days when I have a lot of computer work, I, I feel that getting to me. So I'll just put a scoop of pure into water. I like to add some ice because it literally tastes like a healthy lemonade and it just helps me zero in focus. This is great whenever I have a big project, like if I have to sit down and edit a book, for example, this is what I'm going to. It's caffeine free and contains this perfect concoction of ingredients like coffee berry, ACV, lion's mane to all help with digestion, BDNF levels, and productivity. BDNF is a key neuroprotein associated with learning and memory. Scientists have seen that BDNF and the brain's ability to wire new connections decreases over time. I know a lot of you are into neural reprogramming like me, so pay attention. Neurofactor, the extract of the coffee fruit, has been shown to support healthy BDNF levels and support mental clarity. That is the real superstar of Organifi Pure, plus Lion's Mane, which I'm sure you know is incredible for supporting memory and cognition, in addition to giving you a nice mood boost and it's anti-inflammatory and antioxidant rich. Plus it just tastes amazing. I love anything lemony, anything that tastes like lemonade. And pro tip, this is also great hot. So if you want like a lemony beverage, for example, if I'm traveling and I don't have any straight lemon juice or lemons, I will just have pure with hot water and it just tastes like warm lemony goodness. So if you want to get your hands on Organifi Pure to support your mental clarity, focus, productivity, and get shit done. Or if you want to check out any of Organifi's other products, because we know I live, breathe, bleed Organifi, <laughs> you can just go to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com slash CTC, and that will get you 20% off. Plus, you can see all of my fave products listed out right there. Again, Organifi.com slash CTC, that will get you 20% off. My inner child leads me. My inner child is like my strength, is my power. My, my inner child is how I stay in this energy of curiosity, which allows me to receive a lot of information. It's part of why, you know, when I've asked different things for when I ask the guides, you know, why I'm chosen to do certain things, I always one of the things they say. There's a few things like when I'm asked, you know, why did you choose me to channel this book? Or like, why do you guys all speak through me and all that? They're like, because you play with us, you know, and that's a really important piece about connecting with your spirit guides is it's not this like it doesn't have to be this, some super serious thing. It's like they, they fuck around a little bit like they like, you know, they'll make jokes. And that's one of the ways that I know if someone's like for real, for real talking to their guides. It's like if they're never making a joke you know, like they're playful, they're fun, they're loving, they're loving. And so I think that a lot of people have gotten too serious. They they don't have senses of humor. They take everything too seriously and they don't even remember what it's like to, to play. And so when's the last time you like really had fun? This is something we have to work on right now. Um, and I've been talking about this, you know, I feel like over the last few months in the different energy updates and it's just been coming through like everywhere when I tune in. It's always going back to inner child's healing, inner child information, stuff that you did when you were a kid that, that you loved. And I really believe that this inner child connection right now is the thing that's going to quantum leap a lot of people. It is the thing that's going to unlock a lot of your spiritual gifts and, and abilities. It, it's through that inner child connection portal. And I, I feel that 
this is a really, you know, individual journey and I can share things for me that nourish my inner child. And I hope it just sparks an idea for you because it's probably going to be totally different for you. I mean, going to theme parks is another one for me. And think about just like what these different things do. It's like, these are things that are get, getting us in the energy, like a theme park exploration, riding rides, uh, like playing games for prizes. You know, these are things that are fun and exciting and, and, and joyful. It's all play. And I would ask yourself how often you're actually playing. And I just, I'll tell you whenever I ask, cause I have this conversation with like almost all my clients and most people, what they tell me, I'm like, that's not really playing. And the other side of this is that a lot of people are really judgmental toward people who are truly in their, connected to their inner child. This is also part of being balanced. The more you get into the intuitive space, a lot of people go deep into like, you know, the spiritual journey and they get so serious and it's everything starts calibrating to that. It's heavy, it's hard, it's serious. And it's like, if you want your journey to be expansive and fun and playful and you want cool signs and synchronicities, like I have to be in the frequency to actually receive that. And what that is, is in my daily life, I'm like, ooh, fun, exciting. You know, my boyfriend always makes fun of me because I like, you know, I don't even know how to articulate what I'm like. I mean, you can probably get a sense of it, but like in my daily life, I'm always just making these like, <laughs> I he, he always says like, you act like a little kid. Like he thinks it's hilarious. He's like, you act like a little kid. You get so excited. I'm like jumping up and down. I'm like squealing. I'm super expressive. I'm like making silly jokes. And I'm definitely that person. Like I'll be at a table with like all these people who are serious and I make some like dumb little kid joke. And everyone's like, <laughs> serious? Like, come on, like play a little more, you know? And so maybe it's, maybe it's an actual game. Maybe it's playing capture the flag. Maybe it's playing laser tag. Uh, maybe it's my friends and I had gone indoor skydiving a while back. And I was like, this is such, fu this is such a fun inner child connection thing. I would think about like, what are the things you can actually do with your physical body that feel playful? I think that's one piece, um, things that you can do with your friends. And I think this is really helpful for nourishing a lot of personal relationships this is how you can like build real connection and think about how you spend time with your partner, with, with your friends, with your family. How can you play more? You know, my family and I love, we love escape rooms. We always do escape rooms. They're super fun. Um, and it's a way that we're all just like playing you know, and it is that like a playful energy. You can bring a serious energy to anything or you can bring a playful energy to your life. And that's when life opens up for you. That is when things get a lot easier. That's when solutions can drop in. Um, that's how you enjoy it, you know? So I would think about when you're spending time with other people, do you have that element of play? Because this will really deepen a lot of your relationships. I especially think, I mean, 100% friendships, but especially in romantic relationships, I find that this is one of the really common missing pieces for a lot of couples that, that I work with. It's like, there's no play anymore. It's all serious. And so we've got to be conscious of this because I get it, like life happens, you know? And so if you're not conscious of, hey, are we giving ourselves this nutrient? It's easy for it to drop off. Thinking about, do I have that energy of play, that, that inner child connection uh, and make, you know, making sure uh, for me, I, this is really interesting. I've never thought about it like this before, but it's dropping in. I'm like, I do, I feel like I know the, the inner child of everybody in my life. Like I know what would hit that spot. And I feel like that's a really, really beautiful place to be. Uh, and I would say, I feel like I'm usually the friend that, you know, everyone, they always like, I always do weird shit with Christina or something weird happens. Or I always wanted, it's like people think it's weird. And I'm like, I'm just playing. 
Like I'll get some random idea running around, you know, and <laughs> whatever. And people think it's weird because it's not normal, but like this is what kids do. And this is how you keep life exciting. You keep the spontaneity. So think about that in terms of your relationships, but also thinking about, thinking about that within yourself, with yourself, whether that's in your day or in your week. And so I would think about what's an activity that could really nourish that for me. Uh, and that could be implemented like within your exercise routine, for example, like maybe instead of going, maybe instead of going to the gym and lifting weights, you do a dance class, you know, or you don't take a dance class. You just turn on music and you dance around something like that. Um, you know, I, I keep, I keep seeing like twister, uh, <laughs> good old twister, right? Um, what games can you play? Even just like what, what would be fun for you to play with we all played by ourselves as kids, you know, if you, even if you had siblings, like, I mean, I had, I had a sister who would play with me, but I also like to play by myself. Um, and do we know how to play by ourselves? And I don't just mean sexually. I mean, like play, right? <laughs> I mean, what do I want to do just for fun here where I'm getting creative, where I'm in my own dream world. I'm creating my own world. This is world building. This is imagination building. Am I laying down outside on the grass, staring at the clouds and seeing what shapes get made. You know, am I, am I, am I painting? Am I dancing? Am I singing? Am I choreo? Am I doing choreography for <laughs> Britney Spears? Hit me baby one more time. Like all of that. Um, you know, how can I get creative? Am I writing? Am I writing stories? Uh, am I building a fort? That's another one I love to do, build a fort. Like, how can I just do that for myself and just get a little more playful? Because we've got to look at all the places where like our lives have become so robotic. This is my to-do list, this, 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 this. And I always do it the same way. I do it in the same order. Uh, and if I have any change-ups, it's still something, it's all serious. It's all stale. And this is divine feminine energy. This is connection to source and spirit. And this is also manifestation. And a lot of people don't get it. I'm like, if you want to manifest money, if you want to manifest a relationship, this is the probably the most common piece missing for people. It's the most common piece missing. And they're not connected to their inner child. If you know me, you know I love to create worlds. Like I love to build worlds the same way that, you know, any fantasy novelist does world building, right? That's what we do in, in, in movies and books. We build a world and as adults is the place where we can escape and we can we can dive into and we can explore and we can get into our imagination and we can pretend like we're there for a minute. And it gets us out of our heads and into our bodies and it gets us in that space of curiosity and wonder and awe. And that is in alignment with divine inspiration dropping in. And that's what I think about whenever I host retreats. That's what I think about whenever I create any container that's what I, I think about the membership. It is really for me, like I'm looking at this thing and I'm playing with it. My inner child is leading me. My inner child, my the, the divine child within me is guiding me is saying, ooh, that sounds fun. Ooh, what if we did this? Ooh, I like those colors, right? It's like fun, yummy. I like that. Exciting, right? My sacral is saying, yes, my, my inner child is, is getting more playful. And I mean, it's, it's adding more color. It's adding more sparkle. It's, it's being bolder. And I think about what I, with whatever I create, like, you know, what, what is the vibe? What is the world I'm creating here? Like what, it, what is the frequency? And that gets embedded in all of the branding and in all of the language and even in how I dress at cert, at things, right? Like I'll dress a certain way. When I think about a retreat, it's like we're, go, we're looking into all the details. Like if my theme is this, where do I want to be? 
What do I want to be in the goodie bags? What other details can we add in? Um, like it's all in the details. What's happening with the food? What's happening with the flow of the day? Like what are we naming things? What are we calling things? And it's such a fun experience. And most adults, ne- most adults never step into that, right? They never, it's all just so boring and bland. And it's like, you go to a retreat and it's like, we're doing a business workshop. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm like, can we just like, relax like like we can get a lot of really powerful magical work done uh even more so when we are in this energy of wonder and awe and curiosity you know and I think what this really is is reconnecting with the magic of life like as as we move through life and as we you know get older and you, you know you go through life and you realize like there's a lot of there's a lot of suffering there's a lot of suffering there's a lot of hard shit there's a lot of unfortunate stuff there's a lot of mean people there's a lot there's a lot of hard shit And that stuff's not fun. And I think a lot of adults kind of crumble into that and get really jaded by that. And the thing is like, it's all, it's all going to exist. The, the bad parts and the good parts speaking from just a human judgmental perspective, right? Like the low frequency parts and the high frequency parts, it's, it's all going to exist. Like there are going to be things that suck and, and are hard and difficult and sadness and pain like that is going to exist and there are and there are lots of experiences in life that can be fun and happy and magical but a lot of people take those low frequency experiences and feelings and they just live in them and they continue to live in them and then confirmation bias how does the brain work how does attract has law of attraction work that's what we start to experience more and more that's what we pay attention to more and more that is what we or seeing when we're looking at the world versus, okay, that exists. And it's not pretending that that doesn't exist, but it's saying, I also know that this exists, the joy, the play, the magic. And I want more of this. I want more of this. And so it's not, we're not talking about bypassing that. It's super important to go into that, but it's an and it's an and. And I also feel like this is why a lot of people don't heal. This is something that Like I wish somebody had brought up to me earlier on in my own healing journey when I was working with a lot of different people, when I was deep in my trauma healing, like this whole side of I had gotten lost in this healing space where it all felt depressing and hard and sad. And I was spending so much time talking about my trauma. I was just like more depressed and it was like shit. Like I didn't even realize how bad a lot of that was that happened. And that was just kind of it. And that doesn't leave a good taste in my mouth. And nobody gave me the homework of like play. Nobody gave me the homework of, okay, we got to, we get to balance this out. Like, yes, all this, there's all this. And what can we do now to add more play into your life? What does your inner child want now? Because you can give yourself now what that version of you didn't get. And I know for me, like last weekend, my, my inner child was like, listen, Right. And my inner child was like, you just need to get on the couch. And I literally just laid on the couch. I got, I curled up with a cup of tea, like curled up. Think about your body and what your body is, is curled up under a blanket, wearing big, cozy clothes, mismatched socks, very me. And I literally just stared up at the ceiling and like, like, it's like seeing images in the ceiling and like, laying there for hours and and playing. And then I was like, oh, I think I want to watch a movie. And I watched Peter Pan (laughs) and my inner child loved it. You know, so it doesn't have to be that complicated, but this is something that for me, I'm like, this has got to be 
implemented into our lives. And if you want to experience the magic of life, and that's where a lot of adults talk, like, I want to manifest, like, I want to, I want to see cool shit. I want to astral travel and I want to, uh, I want to be clairvoyant like you. And how do I talk to the guides and how do I do energy healing like you? And I'm like, how's your inner child doing? You playing? You having, you having fun? (laughs) So I feel like this is the kind of topic that a lot of people just overlook and they think it's super fluffy and I get it. And that's also why a lot of people don't get the results they want. The basics work, the foundations work. And anytime anything, an answer seems too complicated, it's probably not the main answer. Like it's sort of like eating. It's like, it's like all these diets. Like at the end of the day, eat unprocessed whole foods, eat enough food and like drink clean water. And the rest is really (laughs) not as important, you know? Inner child connection is a key nutrient for you in your spiritual journey and spiritual awakening continuing to open up and expand. It is foundational for the channeling work I do. It is foundational for my work as an entrepreneur. It is foundational for me to have deep, intimate, loving relationships. And it's something that inspires people. When you step into your real connection with your inner child and it's not something like oh I'm tending to my inner child now it's like this has this gets to a place where this is integrated and you're living from your divine child like my divine child is on some separate piece of me I'm I'm checking in with like the separation thing like she is in me and she is leading and she is always here and she comes out all the time (laughs) in my reactions to things, in how I explain things, in my silly jokes, in my analogies, like in my, the noises I make when I get excited about shit, like she is always coming out and she allows me to see the world in a different way. She allows me to see the world from a curious space, from this place of awe and wonder. And that is also what allows me to see the magic of the universe that is what allows me to see the signs and synchronicities and messages from from the guides from my higher self from source all around me all day because the communication is going on all day every day and most people just are so disconnected from magic and the frequency of magic that they don't see it and they feel depressed and they get angry you're never going to open that door up when you're all serious about it so play some more you know so This is one of two things that I feel like I'm like, if I could give you like two important messages before I I bounce and I play for the next month, it's like, are you playing? How is your inner child connection? What does this really mean? And I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves to like, you know, do all the trauma healing and and revisit all those experiences and remember all those memories. And it's not that 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 isn't helpful or important, but what about this piece? This is the expansive piece. This is the fun piece. This is the piece that can actually do a lot of the healing without you having to remember any of that. And so you today, as a child, watch Step Brothers. That will that will uh, remind you. <laughs> that will give you an example of this. You today, the divine child that you are today, what does that part of you, that version of you, that you want? How do you want to play? How do you want to approach this? What do you want to do later? Because when you start to incorporate that frequency of play, that childlike energy into the things you do, you're going to experience magic. You're going to experience synchronicities. You're going to manifest so much 
more easily. You're going to attract him more money. I promise. It's just the way it works. So if you want to know my secret to activating all my spiritual gifts and channeling, it really is inner child. It really is. And that is the part of me that keeps me grounded. That is the part of me that stops me from falling into a dark depression if I actually think about and tune into all of the sadness and shitty stuff that happens on this planet. Because there's a lot of darkness, you know, and when you're an empath, um, you feel that so deeply, like, and we can feel that deeply and then just stay in that. And then is that serving anyone or it's okay, I know that exists. And can I spend more time also having fun to help that part of myself? This is how we step into mastery. We step into mastery by accepting the duality that we've experienced. And then what are you going to do about it? Where are you going to decide to hang out more often? Right? So inner child work, inner child healing, inner child connection. I would love if you're listening to this to, or if you're watching this on YouTube to leave a comment below and let us know some things that you like to do that are playful, that are fun, things that you do that are fun for you now. Uh, get those ideas flowing for other people because I know we're all different. We all have different childhoods. We all have different things that feel fun for us, but just starting to play, uh, share that. And I know that this can be an easily overlooked type of message, but it's it's so important. Um, and when people aren't getting the results they want, I'm like, well, you're not doing it. You're not playing you know, and I feel like it's a key ingredient for not being so hard on yourself. Like your inner child, is your inner child going to be worried about like how other people are going to think you look in that outfit or does this match or what do I, do I think this looks good or what are people going to think? Like they don't give a shit. It's just like, what do I want to do? I love wearing a lime green shirt with pink pants and bright yellow socks. Watch me. And it's that disconnection from our inner child that I feel like has also led to a lot of the unintentional inauthenticity and a lot of this feeling of, I don't know who I am anymore. Your inner child knows that's a piece of you. When you connect with that part of you, then you're always going to feel like I know who I am and I know what I want to do. So if you're, you keep feeling like, I don't know, what should I do? You got to reconnect to your inner child because your inner child knows your inner child isn't dealing with all this conditioning and all this shooting all over yourself and all this feeling like you're not good enough or not pretty enough or not smart enough or you don't know enough or whatever it is. Inner child doesn't know any of that. Your inner child is just like, this is what I want to do. And so I think we could cut through a lot of the bullshit. We cut through a lot of the confusion. We could really unravel a lot of these layers of inauthenticity people find themselves in. If we all just started playing. I think we'd be a lot nicer to each other too. All right. So play with your inner child, connect with your inner child. And uh, I do recommend checking out the retreat. If you want to dive into this, like <laughs> I, I create retreats because I know what frequencies are needed at the time. And, um, right now it's magic. It's inner child connection. It is, it is remembering and seeing how powerful and cool we are and how many gifts we have and that this isn't just for the movies it's like holy shit real life can feel magical I can work with energy I can tap into my intuition the Akashic records I can play that's when life is fun so check out the link in the description if you want more on that 
And can't wait to hear what you guys think about this. Take a screenshot if you enjoyed it, share it to social media, tag me at Christina on the channel and at Christina on the channel podcast. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment below, share any thoughts, hit the thumbs up button if you did enjoy this. And yeah, I always appreciate any of the shares that you guys offer so we can keep growing our community. All right, so that's gonna be it for today's episode. I hope you have an amazing rest of your day and I will chat with you again next time.